Welcome to the Australian Chiropractors Association podcast. The ACA is the peak body representing chiropractors in Australia. Hosted by ACA President Dr Anthony Coxon, these podcasts explore the science, art, philosophy and politics of chiropractic, as well as reviewing the latest research and discussing how chiropractors can strive for excellence in practice. Welcome to the Australian Chiropractors Association podcast. I'm your podcast host, Anthony Coxon. The value of research for the growth and sustainability of a profession cannot be overstated. Historically, the money needed for chiropractic research has come mostly from practitioners generously donating to the various foundations to ensure this important work continues. In Australia, getting access to public government funds for chiropractic research through NHMRC grants and other sources has been very limited indeed. Well, that's about to change. The ACA have partnered with Macquarie University in a study to determine the impact of a new model of care that will integrate a musculoskeletal clinician, insert chiropractor or physiotherapist, within a primary care team for people with low back pain. The study will uh, compare outcomes of this model with those people who receive GP care only. Now, not only is this study groundbreaking, but importantly, the money from the study does not come from practitioner donations. Rather, it comes from the Medical Research Future Fund. The, the Morrison government is investing $180 million into medical research into a range of projects dealing with cancer, dementia, brain injuries, heart problems, neurofibromatosis, and many others. Importantly, the many others they speak of includes low back pain and this study, which has been allocated $2.1 million. You heard it right. This is a first very much for chiropractic in Australia, and I'm pleased to be speaking with one of the lead investigators of the study, Professor Simon French. Now, a bit of a background on Simon. He's Professor of Musculoskeletal Disorders, Deputy Head of Department and Research Director at the Department of Chiropractic, Macquarie University. He completed his PhD at the Australasian Cochrane Centre, Monash University, and undertook his postdoctoral position at the University of Melbourne. From 2013 to 2018, he was based at Queen's University in Ontario, Canada, and held the Canadian Chiropractic Research Foundation Professorship in the School of Rehabilitation Therapy. He is co-editor and chief of the Open Access Journal Chiropractic and Manual Therapies. Simon conducts research in the area of knowledge translation in primary healthcare settings with a focus on the management of low back pain and osteoarthritis. His research aims to improve the quality of healthcare by understanding, informing, and improving health practices, including, of course, that provided by chiropractors. Hi, Simon. Welcome to the ACA podcast. Hello, Anthony, and hello, listeners. Listeners, very pleased to be here. Uh, great to be talking with you, and congratulations on a, um, a marvelous job in getting this grant. Perhaps we can start by uh, explaining to everyone what, in fact, the MRFF is. Yeah, thanks, Anthony. We're really pleased with the success of this grant. As as you said, it's a it's a first for the for the chiropractic profession in Australia, and it's great news for for our department, for our research group, um, for the university at large, and and clearly for the for the profession. So we're very pleased and very excited about this project. Um, so yeah, the the MRFF is is a is a relatively new government initiative. Traditionally, as you mentioned, the Australian federal government funding for health and medical research has been via the National Health and Medical Research Council. That was established in 1926. 
Um, and the, the NHMRC funds all types of health research, including things for basic science, for clinical research, for health services research and, and population health research. But yeah, the government set up in 2015, it was actually the Abbott government initially that, that established this medical research future fund. And it, it aimed, um, it, it, it was estimated and they're planning to have a $20 billion investment in Australian, uh, Australian health and medical research. The key difference between the NHMRC and the MRFF is the MRFF aims to transform health and medical research it wants to be more innovative, it wants to improve lives, build the economy and contribute to health system sustainability. And the one key difference uh, is the MRFF funding aims to directly contribute to improving the health and well-being of all Australians. So when you're writing these grants, you've got to demonstrate how it's directly going to contribute to health, as opposed to NHMRC where you might get research that's a bit more removed, if you like, from direct uh, direct human benefit, because it might be many years, obviously, until, uh, you know, if it's a basic science project, it might be many years until um, humans and, and uh, the community sees the benefit of that. So this, the other thing that MRFF does compared to the NHMRC is that M MRFF grants are usually targeted funding initiatives. So for example, they might be for specific health conditions. And the scheme under which our grant was funded, again, is one of these targeted schemes and it's called the International Clinical Trial Collaborations Initiative. So a long term, but basically over the last few years, um, the Australian government has realized that we've actually lost some capacity in Australia for researchers to undertake clinical trials. Um, through many, many complex reasons. Where, so this grant aims to increase the Australian leadership of and participation in high quality international collaborative clinical trials. Well, it's all very, very exciting. Do you think the change from the NHMRC model to the um, Medical Research Future Fund has made it easier for, for chiropractors to get involved in research or has there been other barriers um, to these sorts of government funding uh, for research projects for chiropractic care? Yeah, that's a complex question, Anthony. I, I mean, I'd hesitate to say these grants are, <laughs> are easy to get. Yes, um, yes. <laughs> just to pick you up on that, but but it's a, it's a complicated question. Uh, and and it, it, it speaks, I think, to the research culture within the chiropractic profession more broadly, but also to the support that universities have provided academics in chiropractic programs within Australia as well. So obviously chiropractic programs are, uh, are focused on teaching chiropractic students to become good chiropractors. And that's obviously a critical and important part of, of, of what we do. However, what as a, as a balanced academic, we also need to be supporting and allowing time and space and, and resources for academics to develop their research programs. And that's that has been a real challenge in Australia. I mean, these these big grants, you know, it takes a lot of, and I'll tell the story about the grant in a moment, if you like, but it takes, it's many, many years of work behind the scenes and building an argument and a case and support. 
and the universities and and certainly very much in Australia, the profession needs to support those academics. But I think into the future, if we look at this granting scheme as an example, we need to be asking research questions that are of national and global priority. So yep. they need to address significant health concerns that impact a lot of people that politicians can see the value in. And certainly as in what's been demonstrated with, with this grant, with our success, is that the result may actually influence health policy into the future. So we need sort of more global questions, more, more, more research that answering those global issues. We need to partner with established researchers with established uh, track records in research. We need to partner with industry and community groups. We need to be speaking to patients, for example, and to ensure our research is going to be relevant to these groups, both industry, community and patients, and that we're answering those important health questions. And I guess, uh, as you sort of mentioned, you know, low back pain is just so high on the global burden of disease. The, the Lancet series pretty much uh, articulated that very, very clearly. How do I imagine you, you, it's a building momentum, isn't it? It's not something that just happens overnight. It's the environment that you're in, plus the relationships that you form that make it easier to uh, get the final tick of approval. But what were the particular steps that you had to go through in terms of gain, um, gaining funding for, uh, for this project? Yeah, so this this grant, as I mentioned, was a long time in the making, and and, and it's it's actually been five years in the making to get to this point. It, so it started in Canada, so where we were involved. So it was led by a physiotherapist researcher over there, Jordan Miller, and so we worked together to get a small amount of funding in the first instance to do a small scale study, and that was designed to test the feasibility of a large study. And that's really important for funders to show that the group can actually do what they plan to do in these, these larger scale studies. Um, so we did that. And then we received funding for the full scale study uh, in Canada for the Canadian Institute of Health Research, which is the Canadian equivalent to the NHMRC. So that study is currently underway. And then when I returned to Australia, so we identified this MRFF grant opportunity um, we already had this trial funded in Canada, which was a, which was a, an essential part of applying for this MRFF grant. And then we built the grant and built the team um, to adapt the Canadian study to the healthcare environment. One of the key differences between um, for the for for your listeners relevant for your listeners in particular was that we uh, we adapted the study in Canada. It is only physiotherapists that provide the, the treatment and the, and the management of patients, but we, we incorporated chiropractors into the model. Um, and then obviously the primary healthcare system is different between Canada and Australia. So we needed to redesign the study, uh, make it suitable for the Australian healthcare environment. And then we just, we made the case to MRFF that this was an important question for the Australian healthcare system. So how you're obviously you're collaborating with uh, physiotherapy here, who who's involved in the study and how exactly is it going to work? Yeah, so the research question for this study is a, is a health systems one. And so we're asking the question that if we redesign the way that we deliver healthcare, will this lead to better outcomes for patients and more effective or cost effective care? 
So uh, the study design is what's called a cluster randomized control trial. So the cluster uh, practices, general practices, general medical practices. And we will, for the intervention group general practices, we will embed a chiropractor and we're calling them, as you mentioned before, musculoskeletal clinicians. And they will be the first point of call or will receive a rapid referral from their GP if they see the GP first for people with low back pain. So we assume that seeing a chiropractor or physio first is a, is a good first step. Um, we think that that's a, a way that the healthcare could be more efficiently delivered. And you know, rather than a GP who may struggle with time and may struggle uh, with recent evidence around back pain, they certainly, as we know, don't receive the same sort of training about management of musculoskeletal conditions than chiropractors and physiotherapists do. So we assume that this is a good model, but the key thing here, you know, because it's the research, a research project, we're testing this model of care to see whether it actually leads to better outcomes for patients. So in, in building this project, um, you, you asked who the key people were involved. It's a, it's a very long list of people and partners that we need for this type of complex study. So we need, and I won't go into all of the, of list all the people that are involved, or I'll just talk about the key people and apologies for the ones that I, that I miss. But we need clinical experts, we need methods experts, we need statisticians, we need a health economist, we need process evaluation experts. So the, the, the lead of the, of the project is myself and, and a physiotherapist, Professor Mark Hancock, who we're both based at Macquarie University. We then have a critical part of this, of course, is a, a general practitioner academic. So we have two involved. We have Professor Nick Zwa, who's the Dean of Medicine at Bond University. Um, who I've collaborated with in the past, but also Simon Hancock, he's the head of primary care at Macquarie, um, but also a practicing GP. Um, we then have the lead from the Canadian study, Jordan Miller. Um, from Macquarie, we've got Katie Jaluka and Hazel Jenkins, um, who, who are both will work on this project as postdoctoral research fellows. And then on the, the investigators, importantly, we've got uh, health system and professional partners. So we've got Musculoskeletal Australia involved. So they're a consumer group in Australia that look after people with, with back pain and other chronic um, musculoskeletal conditions. We've got two healthcare networks in Sydney involved. Uh, we've got the Australian Physiotherapy Association and, and of course the Australian Chiropractors Association involved. Well, it sounds very exciting. How long do you expect before uh, we'll know the results of the study? Yeah, sometimes that's the disappointing answer to these questions in research, <laughs> Anthony. It's it's a four-year study, so we've just received the funding in the last month, um, and due to the current situation in in Sydney uh, and elsewhere in Australia and the world, of course, we're probably going to delay the start for, until the start of next year. It's yeah. then a four-year study, so it'll take four years to undertake. There's a lot of setup, and and then the the, pro, the project itself will take over two years and then the analysis and results and write up. So we're looking, yeah, probably five years from now <laughs> before we have some, some actual results to publish. Well, at least we're on our way. It might be a longer wait, but uh, it's still extremely exciting. I'm, I'm assuming the practicalities of this will, will have a, a chiropractor or a physiotherapist working in the same practice as a GP or were they, or how does that work? Yeah, that's right. That's right. I mean, it's going to be dependent on the, the, the GP practice and how that works. But 
effectively we're, we're trying to look at team-based care so really yeah. we see that a, a critical part of that is having the chiropractor or the physiotherapist on site regularly communicating with the, with the other clinicians and the patients and being involved in a really integral way it, it's you know the other model of course is that you have the gp refer outside of the practice to a chiropractor or physiotherapist but we don't think that that's ideal um, we think embedding the, 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 the clinician within the team um, and, and, and part of that multidisciplinary approach and team-based care would, would be um, a better way to, 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 to move this forward. So I guess that um, lends itself to an interesting question about where does chiropractic go in the future? Obviously, historically, chiropractic has worked within either single or multidisciplinary practices, but not as commonly with GPs. Certainly there are many chiropractors that do um, reside in the same building and work closer uh, with them. Do you think that this sort of team-based model might be a, a model to look for in the future? Yeah, look, I certainly hope so. And we've made a good, <laughs> strong argument that this will be effective. Uh, I, the researcher in me says, we're still testing this question. So we don't actually know. There's a lot of there's been a lot of discussion in academic circles over the years that shifting that that first point of contact, you know, away from the general practitioner and moving it to a musculoskeletal clinician would be a better approach. But ultimately, we don't really know the answer to that. There's been some some studies done in the US to support that. Um, Julie Fritz has done some work around this in particular. Um, but but actually, whether we know the answer to that question is is still unknown. Um, but I think from, from the chiropractic profession perspective in Australia, the, the integration within the broader healthcare system is critical. I mean, I think that that's going to make for better chiropractors, going to make for better patient outcomes into the future. And, and certainly, if I talk about it from Macquarie's perspective, we need to prepare our graduates for this. And, and that's something that we're moving forward with. We're, we're really fortunate, Macquarie that the department has recently shifted just at the start of this year into the Faculty of Medicine, Health and Human Sciences. So, so this ensures students will be exposed to multiple health disciplines and prepare them for collaboration and integration when they, when they graduate and move into private practice. And, and I guess from a practice perspective, I, I also see that that needs to broaden, moving away from specific structural approaches to practices that incorporate you know, more of a biopsychosocial and, and patient-centered approach. And, and this is consistent with evidence-based guideline recommendations for, for musculoskeletal health conditions that chiropractors address. And, and so certainly my hope is that this trial as a standalone study, obviously the focus is on back pain, but we hope uh, that into the future that this would become a model of care for musculoskeletal conditions more broadly where, uh, where we, we reorientate the healthcare system and that we're, we're giving patients the right care at the right time for the, for the conditions that they're presenting with. Well, it certainly makes a lot of sense to me, that's for sure, combining the, the best of what is chiropractic uh, with those more broader, um, uh, I guess, approaches that take in that biopsychosocial thinking is uh, is critical i know from a board level at the aca in terms of how chiropractic is categorized by governments we're certainly keen to move out of the uh, complementary medicine um, or cam uh, category more into the health science category because that certainly elevates the profession in terms of um, how we're viewed from a, a government and a public level 
Uh, and I think it opens the doors for more collaboration with other practitioners. And I think that's really important, as you said, in terms of complete patient care. Absolutely. Sounds great. Well, it's uh, all very, very exciting. Um, and thank you so much again for your time uh, this morning, uh, Simon. It's been a pleasure chatting with you. And uh, I think this is, well, as we both said, it's a first for chiropractic in Australia. And I think it's really exciting and bodes well for the future. Lovely to speak to you, Anthony. Well, that's it for me. Thanks for listening. I hope this podcast has been helpful in your quest for excellence and I look forward to chatting with you again on our next ACA podcast.